Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you? I hope you're having a fantastic fall. I'm super excited that I have a guest today. I'm going to introduce her in a minute, although she's been on the podcast many times before. One thing I wanted to go over before we got started was I got a call from a podcast listener who scheduled a consult with me, and she gave me some feedback that I wanted to pass on to you guys and kind of explain. And one of the things she said was, it seemed too good to be true that I was willing to spend 45 minutes of my time speaking with you about your job search or your career management issues. And she she actually said she thought it might be a scam. And I wanted to say, first of all, that is standard practice in the coaching industry. Some people call it mini sessions. Some people call them discovery sessions. I call them consults. My guest is a coach as well, and she does a similar thing. Mine happens to be 45 minutes. It's very structured. So I take you through a process of of determining where you're at now, where you want to be in the next 12 months. What have you done so far to get there? Where are the gaps? And then I create kind of a prescription for you in terms of moving forward. If the question you're thinking is, why would she do that? It's simply coaching is so much about the relationship. And so you want to know that you can know, like, and trust this coach. And the reverse is true as well. The coach wants to know that there is a person on the other end who is open to coaching, who is coachable, and who will fit within the coaching style of that coach, you know, fits and kind of meshes and will learn and grow based on how the coach coaches. So it's a mutual kind of discovery of, is this a good fit? And again, it's standard in the industry. So if this is something you're thinking about, I do encourage you, as I do every week, to to jump on on a call with me. And at the end of that call, I will ask you to make a decision about whether you're ready to move forward with me. I like to work with people who are all in. I I don't work with fence sitters and people who are, uh, you know, thinking through a lot of options, waiting to make a decision. I want people who are ready to jump in. And so I will encourage you to make a decision at the end of the call. And if that decision is no, then it's fine. I hope you've got a lot of value from it. But uh, I hope you'll consider doing a, a session with me. All right, so today my guest, and who has been a guest I think three other times on the podcast, is Jane Springer. Uh, She's a friend of mine here in Tallahassee as well as a certified life coach, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me again. And I am a life and wellness coach, and I help people get results basically in their life. Excellent, excellent. So what we wanted to talk about today, you know, January is a huge job search phase. A lot of the episodes that I've put out recently have been around getting ready for the job search in 2020. So the the biggest hiring push of the year happens from about the second week of January to sometime in mid-March. So if you're thinking about job searching in 2020, I encourage you to do it starting in January. But here's the thing. 
if what you start in January is updating your resume, updating your LinkedIn profile, getting your act together, you're not at what I think of as the starting line, right? So you're going to be way in the back of the pack in terms of that herd of people looking for new jobs. I want you to do all that prep work now. And a lot of my clients and people who are reaching out to me are clearly have gotten that message because I am just swamped right now with people who are either creating new resumes, updating their resumes, getting the coaching they need to get ready for that job search. So in that context, what we wanted to talk about today is the concept of buffering. Or put another way, what is it that you do instead of doing what you need to do in your job search? And what are the thoughts that are driving that? So Jane, why don't you talk a little bit more about that? Well, buffering basically is a way of delaying or procrastinating what really needs to be done that you know what needs to be done but you're just not doing it and so that can take the form of eating that could take the form of um, net Netflix binge watching it could take the you know like it could be shopping but it could be you know like doing the laundry anything to get around and instead of getting around to sitting down and putting the facts on paper, doing the resume that you need to do, doing what Lisa has recommended that you do to get ready to uh, find a new job. So I mean, it's anything to avoid doing what you know you need to do. And one thing to think about about buffering is that there is a net negative consequence to it, right? So if you think about eating, we need to eat. Most of it's eat three times a day. So if we're eating to fulfill our hunger, then there's not a net negative consequence of that. We had a hungry stomach, we ate, we're now, we're sat, we're sated, we're, we're su sufficiently full. If, however, we are sitting on the couch eating popcorn or candy or cookies or, you know, sort of mindlessly eating instead of working, then there's a net negative consequence. And there's actually two because you're not going to move forward with your job search, but you're also going to probably gain weight. So that it's really important to think about, is there a net negative consequence of this? Watching one episode of something on Netflix, um, right now I happen to be binging on Dexter on Netflix. There's a bit, there can be a net negative consequence on that if I've got a long list of things to do and they don't get done because I'm sitting there staring at, you know, a serial killer on Dexter. The other thing is, um, if you are procrastinating on doing what you need to do by eating and especially if it's something that is a starchy carbohydrate like processed food you know uh, candy or um, crackers or chips or whatever you're gonna get a dopamine hit to your brain and so your brain is gonna say this is great let's keep on doing this for a while and not do anything else so it's not going to help you move forward at all in addition to you know getting you out of shape and gaining weight your brain is going to tell you no let's not go do the work that we need to do let's stay right here and have some more chips so i don't know too many people who buffer with salad i'm going to go buffer or chicken with... breasts <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you could probably look at what's on the plate, the bowl, the, the bag or whatever, and that probably gives you a pretty good clue as to whether you're buffering with food or eating for nutrition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. 
So let's say that our problem isn't food, uh, but it might be Netflix. But what else could you buffer with? What other kind of buffering do you see? Oh, well, you could think of a thousand errands that you need to run, thinking of housekeep, you know, like things around the house that you need to do, things that you've been meaning to sort your drawers out. <laughs> um, you know, it could be any number of things, but the, the bottom line is you're avoiding what you need to be doing in order to move forward. So as we know, and as I've spoken about many times on this podcast, everything that you do in your life and all the results you get are the direct or at the direct effect, a direct result of the thoughts that you're having. So when we think about this buffering activity, what are some of those insidious thoughts that take us down a buffering road? Oh, I can do it later would be one. Um, I need to relax a little bit before, you know, I get down to work in the back of my mind. You might not know that you're thinking this, but it's going to be hard work. So, um, you know, I, I'm just going to do this for a little while and then I'll start doing it. That in turn, that thought makes you feel like more relaxed or more um, comfortable, mm -hmm. make you feel more comfortable. And then then the action you take is basically inaction. You put in the Netflix or, you know, whatever, and, um, you know, you're not moving forward, and the result is you're not getting done what you need to get done. And, um, in fact, as Lisa said, a negative net consequence to your job search. I also think there are many of you whose thought is around your competency in the job search, your ability to get your next job. I always know when I'm doing uh, job search coaching with my clients, which ones of them are in thought kind of loops because they're not moving forward. They're not doing the things. And so then when we do the thought work in the coaching session, it often is around, you know, I, I'm too old to get this job. Their I don't confidence. Have, in other their words. confidence, right. There's something about them. And so one of the things that I always tell my clients is that, you know, what your issue may be age or a certain lack of experience or, or something like that. But every candidate has some shortcoming. There are no perfect candidates. So don't worry about what your thing is. Just focus on what you do have, not what you don't have. You know, if you're thinking you're too old, well, there's not a darn thing you can do about being the age that you're at, but there's a lot that you can do about what you think about the age that you're at. So be aware of the possibility that you're kind of beating yourself up. And we call it in the coaching world, we call it failing ahead of time, right, Jane? Right. I mean, you've already decided ahead of time that you're not a good fit for the jobs, that the job search is going to be difficult, that people are going to find you too old or too young or too inexperienced. And that's definitely going to help. That's definitely going to um, affect your confidence in moving forward. Right, right. So you just don't do it. So we call that failing ahead of time. So instead of getting yourself out there and, and putting yourself out, you just decide ahead of time not to try, which is fascinating, really, because you're thinking, OK, the worst case scenario here is that they don't offer me the job. They don't even interview me for the job. Right. So that's, it's, let's just say that's your worst case scenario. So you're guaranteeing it by not even putting yourself out there, you're guaranteeing that the worst case scenario will happen to you. And yet that's what we do. And I call it, I've talked about this on the podcast before, I call it the mastodon at the, at the mouth of the cave, right? So you're safe in your cave. You, you know, your little primitive brain can't tell the difference between a mastodon that's trying to eat you and a job search that is, you know, 
maybe complex and maybe going to take a while. And so the brain, that primitive brain wants you to hide in your cave, which for you may look like sitting on the couch, eating, you know, chips and watching Netflix. It, but the good thing is that you can recognize what those thoughts are if you, well, I should say, if you give some thought to it, but give some thought to your thoughts, <laughs> basically is, um, you know, what is holding your back? And that's, that's what uh, life coaches can help you with. That is definitely what Lisa can help you with. What is holding you back from moving forward? And it's those thoughts, those insidious thoughts that are in the back of your, your brain that are keeping you from moving forward. So, so to your point, one of the things that I do with my clients in their weekly, as we're doing the job search coaching, and then also they have... 30-minute calls with me as they execute their job search, so their accountability and support calls. A lot of times those calls are centered around, okay, what are you thinking? You're not getting the results. You're not doing the things you said you were going to do and you didn't do them over the last two weeks. Let's talk about the thoughts. So to that point, I know you and I have a daily thought practice and talk a little bit about how you deal with your thoughts on a daily basis. Well, what I do is I do a thought download and basically at the beginning of the day I write down all the thoughts that I have going on around well basically all but mm -hmm. um, if it's you know something you're wanting to concentrate on like finding a new job moving up you know the ladder or finding a job period you know what are the thoughts you have around it like I'm not sure like for instance I'm not sure somebody who will, somebody will hire me in my 60s um, that may be way back in your the back of your brain, but write, just write it down because writing it down makes it real. And then is, when it becomes real, then you can work on it. Mm -hmm. um, so just basically pouring out everything that's going on in your brain about, you know, your job, uh, the job search, being unemployed, all those things. And then you move on from there with, um, you know, figuring out. So now that you've got the thought, what is that? feeling that you're getting, what action are you taking, and what result are you getting from that. And if that's a subject you'd like to study more of, I encourage you to go back to some of the previous episodes where we do the thought model, and, and certainly that is one of the things that I work on with my clients, as does Jane, in a, in a session with us. So whether you call yours, do you call yours mini sessions? What do you uh, strategy sessions. Strategy sessions, I call them consults. So to your point, when I first went through the my with my life coach and she wanted us to do daily thought downloads this was a new practice for me so i was pretty sure there was nothing going on in my brain that i was perfectly aware of everything that was going on so i sat down with a blank sheet of paper convinced that nothing would come out and oh my gosh <laughs> and then i was like there's a lot going on in your brain lots and i was like oh this explains so much and so then what we're instructed to do is to take one of those thoughts, maybe a couple of them, but I like to just take maybe one a day that I think I want to shift and then do a thought model around that and kind of work out, okay, if I think that I'm too old, let's just say I'm too old to get a job. So let's do a thought model on that. Let's walk them through. So if you think I'm too old to get a job, what's your feeling maybe going to be? My feeling would be apprehension apprehension okay so if I'm apprehensive then the next line is the action line so what are some of the actions one takes when one is thinking I'm too old to get a job and I'm apprehensive about the job search 
Well, I wouldn't do anything. I would be in inaction mode. Uh, then there would be one of those buffering things. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, I've got to clean out the sock drawer. I've got to scrub the kitchen floor. Um, I've got to do the grocery shopping. Whatever it is, you would be doing something that was not moving you forward on finding the job that you want, even as an older person. And then the result that you're going to get, I'm guessing that the, the job fairy is not going to come knocking on your door and, and not at present all. you. So you're going to find yourself without a job. And so here's what happens. This is such a crazy thing. So we do this, right? We have that thought and that feeling and that we take that in action. We don't get a job. And then we tell ourselves that the reason we didn't get a job is because we were too old. Exactly. <laughs> Do you see what's happening? The self-justification on this um, this model. So, but it is it, if you look at it on paper and you can do the thought work, you will you'll see it right there, plain and simple, why you're not getting the results you want. So let's do a turnaround on that one. So let's say that uh, the circumstance is going to be the same. So let's just say it's a 60-year-old candidate. 60 years old. So instead of thinking, I'm too old to get a job, we have the thought of, I still have a lot to contribute to an employer. I have a lot of experience. I have a lot of experience and a lot to contribute. Mm -hmm. So what's the feeling there, Jane? Oh, well, then I would feel confident, maybe inspired, excited, maybe mm -hmm. even, because you know that you do have the skills, the experience that will really benefit an employer. And then the actions you might take. Well, then I call you. <laughs> I mean, I would update my resume. I would um, uh, get on LinkedIn, make sure everything's updated there. I would look for jobs on there. I would, you know, look on job boards. And, you know, there is a need for older workers with experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, out there, the, the employers are not all looking for young people. So I would, what I would do is like I did with Lisa, you know, and starting in my own business. I had her help me with my LinkedIn resume. I mean, my LinkedIn um, profile. Um, I had her help me with my resume because it had been a, quite a while since I had done updated my resume. So, so yeah, there was those would be the kind of action steps. And then the results you get are that you might get a job, right? At least you'd get um, some interviews. Yeah. At least you'd have a chance to talk to some people, even if it's just, you know, a lot of times... Um, the um, employers or, you know, the places you might be applying do telephone interviews now as kind of a pre-screen. Mm -hmm. So um, maybe you would get one of those, but for sure you're not going to move forward and get a job or, you know, a new career or whatever if you're not taking the action. You're definitely not getting the result that you want. So let's change gears a little bit. Let's talk about the person who maybe isn't looking for a job but wants to start a business or maybe while you're doing your job, I actually have a client um, in this situation next week that I'm having a consult with. He's wanting to start a side business. And so talk about how the thought model comes into play with starting your own business. Okay. I have exactly an example of someone that I have worked with who did have some part and she's an older person, um, did have a couple of part-time jobs, but really wanted to start her own business. And the problem was that um, she was buffering. I mean, she was procrastinating and had said that that, you know, that was her habit. And but she really wanted to be successful and not have to have an employer and wanted to have a business on her own. 
So we went through the thought work and she had multiple thoughts about um, I have too much to do. I'm too tired. I have health problems. You know, I need to finish up this before I can start that. I mean, there were any number of things that were preventing her from moving forward. So after we looked at her thoughts, then the feeling was she, she kind of felt uh, disempowered or um, discouraged. Mm -hmm, she felt discouraged. Mm -hmm. And then, so that was her feeling. And then the action was she was doing a whole bunch of things or she was doing nothing but she was not doing anything really to move forward on her, having her own business. And then the result was, obviously, she wasn't successful in getting her business off the ground. Let's talk about these actions. So one of the concepts that we talk about in the entrepreneurial world is taking massive action, which is the notion that once you've set a goal, whether it's a financial goal for your business or in your case, I want a job as a whatever, or I want a job in a certain company, Massive action involves continuing to try different things to keep moving forward until something works, never giving up. And so I would invite you to look at that piece of your kind of process to see if your thoughts are in alignment, because I promise you, if you're not taking massive action, if you're giving up quickly, you're getting discouraged quickly, you're, you're engaging in buffering, you're kind of pardon the expression, but you kind of half-ass in it, there is for sure a thought going on in your head that is not serving you. And another thing I want to say about that is we see this over and over again. When we teach clients to become aware of their thoughts, they then start to beat themselves up for having those thoughts. And I want to offer that that does not serve you. So once you realize that you have a thought in your head, such as I'm too old to be employed, no one will hire me. At this or too age. young. Or, or too young or too fat, skinny. The color of my skin is not right. You know, my gender is wrong, whatever it may be. Once you're aware of that, Treat that with kindness and, and understand where that's coming from. And, just, and curiosity. And curiosity. Why? So, you know, you're already beating yourself up with the thought, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, whatever it is. But now I recognize that I'm having that thought, so now I'm going to beat myself up for beating myself up. No upside on that one. No. I mean, you definitely, before you move on to try and turn your thoughts around, it's good to just stop and take a look at that look back with curiosity you know like when did that start you know why did that start and you know in the in the case of somebody who thought that she was too old maybe um, maybe she had been fired from a, or had let go from a job and she just assumed um, that it was because of her age but mm -hmm. it could have been just from downsizing it could have been any number of things but it was some and then she could have a chance to look back and say oh yeah that's when that started and be gentle with yourself as opposed to beat yourself up this is just awareness and awareness is good well and to that point let's transition a little bit here and talk about coaching in general so if you're hearing these things and you're identifying that probably there's some buffering going on with you there's some thoughts that aren't serving you I certainly encourage you to give it a try on your own I also would say that I think there's only so far that you can go on your own without the help of a coach one of the things we like to say as coaches is you can't read the label of the bottle that you're in so it's very hard to look at yourself from a an objective perspective to get that to get that perspective on yourself because you're sort of enmeshed in 
you know, your own story and your own drama. And so what do you see, Jane, as some of the biggest benefits of hiring a life coach or I'm actually a certified executive and leadership development coach. I'm not a life coach, but I have brought life coaching skills into my practice because it serves my clients. What do you think those big benefits are? I think the biggest benefit is that you have accountability because um, if you are trying to lose weight, you know, if you are trying to find a job, move forward, change your career, if you are trying to recover from a divorce, let's say, and, um, you know, just feel stuck. Basically, it's a feeling of being stuck and you can't move forward. You know, counseling is good, but a life coach will take you from where you are right now. They're not going to look back in your childhood, where you are now, where you want to go. And they're the person that's going to keep you on track and encourage you and point out the thoughts that you're having around, you know, why you're stuck. But I think the the biggest thing that I've, I've had several coaches and is that they ask you, are you all in on this or not? And that is a huge question. And then, you know, you take stock like, Am I just wasting my time? You know, what am I doing? Am I buffering? Am I not doing what I'm supposed to be doing? But it's definitely the accountability and someone who can help you look at your brain and your mind and what's happening. Mm -hmm. And just kind of call you on your stuff. Like, definitely. In, in, in love, not in... Yes. In, in oh, definitely. Yep. I also, they have your best interest in Exactly. Mind. And they're also holding space for you so mm -hmm. that whatever you want to talk about... And whatever's coming up for you, there's no judgment, there's no condemnation or criticism, and there's also no advice, right? Mm -hmm. So I think this is this came up with a client that I was coaching recently, and I felt compelled to tell her that the difference between hiring a coach and asking mom, dad, aunt, uncle, whoever, is that they're going to give you advice from their perspective and their frame of reference, whereas a coach is going to help you to make the best decision for yourself and move forward in a way that serves you exactly that's exactly it and what i would say about the counseling piece is if you are not functioning so there is either a medical and emotional reason that you are not functioning you are not getting out of bed you are not you're not living the life in any way shape or form that you have lived in the past maybe you're not you're kind of below average and you want to get up to average to par that's when counseling is, is super useful if you are at par so you're fully functioning but you feel this need for more you want more from your life you want to take your life to the next level i think that's a better fit for coaching would you agree totally yeah because i mean coach a coach is somebody who's going to have a positive outlook for you and help you see your vision of where you want to go you know you may lose sight of your vision along the way and being, you know, um, buffering, as we talked about. Uh, and that, that coach will remind you, this is what you told me in the beginning, where you want to go here. And um, so what are you doing to, to move yourself forward on that? Let me remind you about that, because are you all in to do this? You know, those kinds of things, definitely, it's from a positive, encouraging standpoint. I also think there's something super valuable about having a cheerleader in your corner so that when Definitely. you do achieve your goal, 
you do achieve everything that you said you would achieve over the next two weeks or whatever the time frame is, having someone who really celebrates that with you from a very meaningful place. So it's not a superficial mom saying, you know, yay, because they don't really understand what that just meant. But your coach is going to understand what you had to overcome and how you had to think and shift in order to get that thing done. And you're super proud of that. And your coach is going to be your biggest cheerleader. Yes, and I mean the difference between me and Lisa is, I mean she ha she is someone who can help you technically with what needs to happen in order to in your job search, in order to move up in the career ladder, in order to you know have a part-time job but also have your own business. Those kinds of things. There are definitely specific things that need to happen by a professional person to help you. Um, and, and that's, you know, basically a big difference between what she does and what I do. But she also has the life coaching piece along with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, she's like a combination of the two. So we're going to put all of Jane's contact information in the show notes. And you are encouraged to reach out to her. She loves working with, uh, particularly with women who are, I'll say of a certain age, sometimes they're going through a divorce, they're, they want to lose weight, there's a change that they need to make in their life and they can kind of see maybe the, the curtain's been pulled back a little bit to see what is possible for them, but they just don't know how to make it happen and right now they're so maybe kind of swallowed up by the, the story that they're telling themselves and the drama of their circumstances, whether that's a divorce, I just got fired, um, some other I've had a health diagnosis mm -hmm. and they can't see through that to uh, create a path forward for themselves so Jane is great in that respect you guys know how I can help you as well what else do you want to say about your practice Jane well I have um, quite a few clients who yes they are of a certain age and women assume that they have to gain weight as they get older. It's just a fact. It's just a scientific fact. And that is not the case at all. And I really help them see what they need to do and the science involved in it and encouragement. Um, so that's a, a key part of my practice. But it's also, it's all wrapped up together as you get to be a certain age. You know, like, what's next? You know, where am I stuck? Things happen in relationships. Things happen in your job. You know, you may have been let go, like I talked about before. I mean, there's just a lot of things that happen later in life that I can help them move forward with. And one more thing I want to say about this is that, of course, there is cost involved, whether you're working with someone like Jane or someone like me. Um, you know, and, and these, for some coaches, can get up into, you know, multiple thousands of dollars. That's not the case with, with either of us, but, but they can be very expensive. What I want to offer to you is what is the cost of staying where you are and not addressing this problem? What is the cost of not going for your dream job? What is the cost of staying at your current weight or your current health situation? Jane works with a lot of people that have autoimmune, right? Mm -hmm. And other, you know, pre-diabetes, those kinds of things. What is the cost of wallowing in your divorce and not moving forward into maybe putting yourself out there on the on the dating front what is the cost of not going for that promotion and staying in the job that you're in with your company 
there is a cost to that. There, there may be in some cases a monetary cost. There will always be an emotional cost to that and there is always a cost to not living the fullest potential of your life. There is a cost in your body and in your health, physical and mental health. So think about that and, and understand that when you get that advice from a family member, it's free and you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. It's going to be from their perspective and whatever expertise they may or may not have. And even if they are, say, a health expert and you have a health issue, they're not going to know how to help you with the thoughts that have created the, the situation that you're currently in. So keep that in mind and understand that there's something very valuable about saying to a coach, here is the money here is I'm exchanging value I am putting my money out and I am committing to this thing you're not giving the money to the coach yes she receives it or he receives it you're giving that money for yourself you are saying I am worth this and I want to put this money out and I'm going to you're much more likely and this is statistically proven you're much more likely to follow through with that thing if it has hurt a little bit in the wallet in terms of paying for that thing, there's been a sacrifice for you. You've given up something in order to get something that you want much more. Yeah, and it's also commitment. You know, it's a matter of commitment. You are, you know, giving to receive um, value. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's about, you know, giving and receiving value and you know, there is a cost involved with that, but as Lisa said, there's also a cost to not go forward with it. And yeah, I mean, you can ask family and friends for advice, but it's definitely not the same thing. So I hope this has been helpful, you guys. Again, I'm going to put the information for Jane in the show notes. As always, I want to be your career coach. We've talked about that at the at the uh, top of the episode. If you want to reach out to me, look in the show notes for the link to my calendar. And uh, as always, follow me on social media. Uh, that's Lisa, uh, Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook, Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. And of course, connect with me on LinkedIn, as many of you have done. Hey, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. The numbers are shooting up and we want to continue. How can they find you on social media, Jane? Um, I am Jane Springer Coach, at Jane Springer Coach on Facebook. And in Instagram, Springer underscore Jane. And I am on LinkedIn as Jane Peck Springer. With a great LinkedIn profile. Oh, yes. Yeah. Great profile. Great resume. I mean, you couldn't, definitely, you couldn't find a better person to do that. I, I reached out to an executive client of mine who I worked with earlier in the year to see how her new job was. And she gave me feedback that she, because she's in the HR realm. And so she's talking to a lot of potential candidates. And these are executive level jobs positions in the company and to a person they're all saying that that's the best LinkedIn profile they've ever seen and I was like yes <laughs> so have a great week and I will oh hey I'm going to be taking a couple weeks off after this episode uh, drops uh, for the holidays, the Christmas holidays. So there will be a couple of weeks where I'm having some downtime with my family uh, and enjoying the holidays. Uh, New Year's and uh, Christmas and New Year's both fall on, on Wednesdays, which is when this podcast comes out. So you'll see me again on, I think that's January 8th, 7th, whatever that something next, like that. Something like that. <clears throat> Have a great week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. 
Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.